This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. All right, then, boys, y'all gonna enjoy the tender mercies of the Cook County penal system for a good long time, now you hear? Now, first thing y'all gotta understand is a chain gang is like a sailing ship, and I'm the captain. When I say smash them rocks, you smash them rocks now, you understand? Yes, yes sir. sir! More than y'all deserve, really. Look at you. Bunch of lowlifes, arsonists, moiterers. You there, boy. What you done a wind up in a chain gang? Nothing. I was framed. Oh, you hear that, boys? He was a framed. You and every other Picklewood scumbag out here. But really, I was framed, sir. This is all a big misunderstanding. What's your name there, son? Chris Bashan. And what you in here for? I was convicted of robicide. Robicide? You made the moiter of a mechanical poison? But I was set up. Nah, son. Who on God's glorious earth will be so heinous as to pin a crime of this magnitude on a poison such as yourself? Detore. Hey, Chris Bashan. Detora, you just killed a police officer. Come on, Chris. I need to bork you out of prison. There's an emergency in the blood chamber. Nothing in the world could possibly convince me to go with you. It's about video games. All right, let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 34 of Blast Podcast! I'm Dottorio Bellardo, head man of science, and here in the pod chamber today, we have a very special guest freshly broke out of the penial system. It's Chris Bashan! Chris Bashan, welcome to Blast Podcast! Thanks for getting me back in the pod chamber, Dottorio. Feels you. good, right? Feels good to be back in the shadow. Uh, yes, it's like being back at the scene of the crime. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, you said you had something important to talk to me about, like there's an emergency or something. Uh, we're doing episode 34 of Blaster Podcast, Chris! Well, Yay, great! Welcome to the show! <laughs> Chris, you haven't been on since episode 22, Only the Clonely. Yes, I was uh, unfortunately detained, if you will, wrongfully accused, you could say, of uh, certain things I didn't do. Well, that's weird. Maybe you should iron out your priorities. So, Chris Bashan, welcome back, son. Uh, other than being wrongfully imprisoned for the murder of the U2 Roe versus the episode 22 Only the Clonely, what have you been up to lately? Well, Dottori, uh, I, uh, I'm an actor here about town. In Chicago, Illinois? In Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and I have a podcast of my own that I run, the Nerd Outcast Podcast, which I should plug right now. Why? We're not doing plugs right now. All right, fine. Sorry. Oh, just in case you get arrested. Just in case mid-episode. I get arrested. That better not happen. That better not happen. 
Uh, moving on, I just did a sketch fest here in Chicago. That was a lot of fun. What is a catch fest? It's a it's a, when a bunch of people come together and write catch comedy and put it all together on stage for people to watch with ketchup. Whoa! Yeah. How did it go? Uh, it went pretty good. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good time. I was you know we had a pretty good turnout. Um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't have asked for more. I wish your roommate was there though. Oh yeah. He was probably doing something. Yeah, I'm sure probably he was doing, doing something, something that day. Or you, Detour. I would oh, love for you to see the show. <clears throat> Guilt trips. Good stuff for podcasts. Well, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, no. Uh, what you do doesn't matter. Chris, <laughs> you do of sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. You yes. do of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do of acting. Yes. But today, the episode is not about those. What is it about? Episode 34. It's about video games. The human experience of video games. You mean video games. I'm sorry? Games, video games. I can't understand you through your Like a board accent. game. Have you ever played a board game? I have played a board game. Okay, so you've played games. Yeah. But you've never played a video game. No, I've played a video game. What's a video game? I don't know. What's a video game with you? Chris, why are you being such a fuss budget about this? All right, fine. Look, I just... You got me here about video games. I'm I broke, excited to talk about it. I broke them. you out of hard labor. You killed a guy. I killed a man. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah. What? What? Uh, Chris, how do you even know about video games? Uh, I grew up th- with them. It's a hobby of mine. A hobby? Yeah. I love video games. I've been playing them since I was a little kid. Whoa. Yeah. My dad was really into electronics and gaming, and he played games on his Amiga. For those who know what an Amiga is. Spanish for friend. We also had... Female a, friend. We also had an Atari. So your dad was some sort of a nerd? Yes, he was. Uh, he was an electrical engineer. He kind of reverse engineered uh, technology to kind of figure out how it worked. Mainly computers. Um, so he was a gamer and played all these old games on his Amiga. And uh, I eventually got a Nintendo system after playing on uh, Atari and Intellivision and, and grew up Essentially, the 80s with games, so I've gone all the way from Nintendo all the way through PlayStation, you know, up to the current generation. Yeah, I'm a gamer. Whoa, baby. Yeah. Well, what do they do for you, Chris? Video games? Yeah. That's hard. Uh, I think, and this is going to sound really oxymoronic, but I don't... uh, Video games for me, I feel, are a sense of accomplishment, even though it's really not that. Uh, Though I would have friends argue against that. Um, I like the accomplishment of games. Like, I like being able to finish a game, you know, explore a world, a story, and finish that. And then move on or play it again someday. Yeah. You complete your mission. I complete my mission. Right. Yes. <clears throat> Whether it's blast little robots with Mega Man or go on space adventures with Commander Shepard. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, like a dream, Chris. The world of dreams. Mm. In a dream, if you have an ob- objective that you're trying to uh, a- accomplish, and you do it, uh, then you feel good. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, that didn't really happen. But it was still nice that I, I won. That's like a video game. Tis a waking dream in faith. Uh, maybe. That's not the technical definition of a video no, game. No, I'm not saying it's not All right, that's fine. You're splitting hairs. Fine, whatever. Fine, whatever. So you feel a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, I feel a sense of accomplishment. Or exploring a world. Um, I really enjoy the, the fantasy or the uh, the exoticness or whatever you wish to call it of gaming. Really like exploring a world. I don't play games as much to socialize, like certain games I will. Um, but I used to play MMOs, but I don't play them nearly, nearly MMO as much. MMO stands for? Massive Multiplayer Online. Massive Multiplayer Online. MMO. MMO. Yeah. Chris. Yes. 
You play a video games for exploratory sake, mm-hmm. for accomplishment sake, mm-hmm. not necessarily for social dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you prefer to play one of game multiplayer through internet against a faceless opponent or having your opponent on the couch next to you? Mm, I think I always prefer it when my friends are in the room. Even when I do play games that can be played online, like StarCraft or Diablo, uh, if my friends have them on laptops, or if I do, we'll go to each other's places. Because it's just something about having a person in the room with you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if they're in another state or another country, that makes that really hard. But I think generally, yeah, like having uh, my friends playing in the room with me. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. I get it. Okay. You have friends, right? I... I... Let's talk a little bit. Are you crying? Nope. Okay. Sometimes my sweat ducts get uh, clogged up and it comes out of my tear ducts. It's just sweat. Okay. It's just sweat. Tastes the same, Chris. Okay. Tastes the exact same. Okay. You want to taste a little? No, not at all. You want a little squirt? No. All right. Ah, You squirted at me. (laughs) Sorry. I get emotional. I get so emotional, baby. Stop squirting everywhere. Well, you know, you can say the words. This doesn't make it happen. All right, fine. Let's will it into dryness. Mm, think dry thoughts, think dry thoughts, think dry thoughts. Are we dry? We're as dry as we're going to get. Great. Gaming moments. What are your top of three uh, video gang moments? This was really hard to do. Uh, the first moment that really stuck, sticks out to me was back in 1994. I was playing uh, the awesome action-adventure science fiction game Super Metroid for the Super NES. And you play through the game as this bounty hunter and you get to the end of the game and you're all powered up and you're you're at the final boss of the game, the mother brain, the, the last thing you have to defeat to accomplish your mission. And you attack her and you beat her and then she falls down and transforms into her more powerful second form and the fight continues anew and you feel that you're winning and you're winning and then she starts hitting you with this attack that just completely starts draining your life. And it's you can't dodge it. It t- you know it takes off like five health bar chunks. It's it's awful. So I keep fighting. I keep fighting. I keep using every weapon I have. Nothing's working. She's got me down again. I keep you know I try to dodge. Maybe I'm not dodging right. Maybe I'm not jumping the right way. Nope. She keeps hitting me, hitting me. Finally, I'm down to like my last life, and she reels back to fire me one more time. And I'm just like, you know what? Forget this. I threw the controller down. I turned it off. I was so angry. Oh no. Yes. I thought for surely I was doing something wrong. So I walked away from the game for like three days. I came back to it, I got, you know, I turned it back on, I get to the same moment, the same battle, everything's happening, great, good, she starts hitting me with that blast again, and I try and dodge it, it doesn't work, I'm like, there's something I'm not doing, and she's just killing me, so finally she gets me down to 99 points of life again, she reels back to to kill me, and I just throw the controller down, and I just turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm like, do it, do it now, kill me, kill me, yeah, I'm like, I'm furious, I'm just like, I can't beat her, and then right as she goes to fire... The baby Metroid comes in and, like, begins absorbing her energy and saves you. And I didn't realize that the game wasn't over. Like, I had effectively just played what today would have been a cutscene. But I didn't know that. So I scrambled to pick up the controller, and the baby Metroid saved me, and it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, that that moment really stuck with me. It was such a cool interactive moment that I just didn't know about. And um, the yeah. con- the convention at that point in gaming was so new that you would not have expected the um, battle to be scripted. Scripted, yeah. That you are forced to come to that near death point, yeah. Regardless of how well you play the yeah. fight, 
that was totally new to me. I'd never experienced that before, and it was so seamlessly integrated that I thought for sh- surely I was I was screwing up. Something was something I was doing something wrong. So that was a moment that really stuck out with me. Uh, another moment that really got to me. Every now and then, the the video games do pull at the heartstrings. Final Fantasy X, Twilight Princess, both got me tears in my eye. But the one that really got me depressed was Final Fantasy VII, with spoiler alert. The death of Eris, the flower girl. Classic Eris. Uh, the death. flower girl that is, she's lovely, she's sweet, you think she's your main love interest, and she's there, she's praying at the pedestal, and then the main villain of the game drops down behind her and shoves his katana through her heart, and she drops over like a lifeless doll, and then you have to fight him, because mm-hmm. he just killed her. And while you're fighting him, he's a boss fight, it's a, it's a JRPG boss fight. This really somber music is playing, which is this interesting piece to juxtapose against the action of the fight. Because mm-hmm. even though you have to beat him and win, it doesn't matter. Like, you've lost her. She's dead. And when, when after that moment in the game, she is dead. She is taken out of the game. And I had a friend over visiting me that night to spend the night, you know. And uh, he was like, oh, let me see Final Fantasy. And I didn't know I was at that part. And then it happened. And he just looks at me and he's like... She was important, wasn't she? And I was like, yeah, Brian, I'm going to miss her. Oh, my God. It was really sad. Yeah. So I was depressed for like three days. I think you're using the word depression incorrectly. No, I'm pretty sure I had to go see a doctor. <laughs> All right. Uh, the final moment, Dottore, that really sticks out with me isn't a really specific moment. It's just the influence on my life. And that would be the music of video games. I am a, a kind of a connoisseur of video game music. I have a lot of soundtracks original soundtracks orchestrations remixes remixes whatever you you want to call them mashups mashups collabos the re re-release of vengeance um yeah i like all of it everything from like the chiptunes of Mega Man to modern day like scores from metal gear solid or or whatnot uh there's just bits of pieces of pieces of music that i really really enjoy and sometimes i listen to it just kind of like in the background sometimes it's great like to write to Hmm. or uh, just if I want to create an atmosphere of some type, uh, especially in, like, role-playing games or, like, board games. Um, And some music is just so good, I can listen to it pretty disconnected from the music or from the video game that it was in. So, like, Mass Effect has some beautiful, beautiful uh, music inside of it. Um, So, yeah, the music really sticks out to me, maybe more than, like, the gaming industry itself. Like, the music is the aspect that really speaks to me for some stupid reason. I don't know why. I don't think it's stupid. I think music has the ability to uh, stimulate our emotions True. In, in, in almost a short-circuiting type way that cuts right into your emotional center. Uh, that's why music is ineffectual upon me. You can't damage me with music attacks. Oh, you can't You can't be hurt with music? No, I, I don't contain emotions. So if I sing you a love song, you just won't be affected? Uh-uh. Oh, you've never watched Robo... Robotech, have you? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Do they sing someone a love song and d- dismantle them by it? No, well, kind of, yes. There's this species of aliens who don't experience emotions, and then they sing them a love song, and it stops the war. Whoa. Maybe you should find love, Dottore. Love, Dottore. Those are the three moments I present you with. There's three things. Three gaming moments! Crip smashing! Yes. You know what time it is? It's not time for oh, plugs. No, it's it's time for the lightning round review. 
brought to you by Pritos. Put it in your mouth, comes out down south. Pritos. Oh, Lord. I just made that up. Thanks. Chris, do you know how the Lightning Round review works? Uh, you ask me a series of questions and I try to answer them? That's right. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. Question number one. Complete the following sentence. Genesis does what Nintendo... Don't. Don't what? Don't. What? Don't. No, don't finish. That's the answer. Don't. Are you telling me to kill myself? Don't. No. Don't. D- what? Ah, no. Oh! <laughs> I just skid it. I didn't kill myself. I know. You're not... You didn't go anywhere. What? This bit isn't going anywhere? No, you didn't go anywhere. Genesis does what Nintendo... Don't. That is correct. I would also have accepted won't or shouldn't. What about Nintendo is what Genesis isn't? Oh my god, Chris, Ooh. that's brilliant! I could be an ad exec in the 80s. You should be an ad exec in the 80s. I think that was actually an ad from the 80s. Oh. It didn't work. To the Time Nobbler! Okay. The Time Nobbler was actually destroyed. Oh. Sorry. Okay. By Dr. Why. Yeah. Previous episode? Yeah. What episode? Episode 5? Oh. Probably. Not too long into your adventure. My adventure? Yeah. The adventure of podcast? The adventure of Dottore Bellotto. 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 Close enough. Bellotto. <laughs> My racist wizard friend. Uh, were there any other questions in the lightning round? Nope. Wait, that's it? Yeah. Congratulations, Chris. You did it. Whose lightning rounds are only one question long? Well, not every lightning storm lasts all night long, Chris. I didn't even see a lightning bolt. No, you won't see it, but you'll feel it. Oh, will I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm um, going to stick a taser in your pants. Okay. Did you did you have any other questions? No, I don't have any other questions. Oh, okay. Then what do we do next? All right. Let's move on. All right. Come on, lads. Let's leave the room. Wait, now we're leaving? No, you have to stay. Wait, where are you going? With my lads. We're going to leave the room. I'll, I guess I'll just hang out. All right. Just look at that poster of air pirates. What about all these files over here? Oh, those need to be shredded. Please don't look at those. Okay. There's a lot of stuff about the James Kennedy assassination. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look at them. You just said you're going to look at them. I thought you had left them, so sorry. <laughs> All right. Will you leave real quick? Yep. I'm going to look at them. What? <laughs> yeah, I need you to go away, buddy. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. I'm going to look at all of them. Are you going to look at them? Ah! Ah! What is that? It's me, Balnaz the Kobold. Who? I'm Balnaz the Kobold servant of Dottore. <sighs> he has a kobold? Yeah. Haven't you ever listened to Blastro Podcast, <sighs> the show that you've been on twice? I was in prison. <laughs> what could I listen to in prison? I don't know, podcasts. What's your name again? Balnaz. Balnaz, what's in this file cabinet? Incriminating evidence. Any evidence about me? Oh, yes. <laughs> Scads of it. Then we'll go away. Okay. I'm going to look at all of it. Did you say you're going to look at all of it? Oh, God, no. Are you who I think you are? I'm the artificial intelligence oh. of the pod chamber. You sound like... Never mind. Who it's do not... I sound like? It's not important. Alan Rickman, right? You I s- get that all the time. You sound a little like Alan Rickman, short. Well, thank you. Um, do you know what's in these files? Yes, incriminating evidence. Okay. Can I look at it? Sure. Okay, can you go away? No, I'm an artificial intelligence. <sighs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at all of it. All right. I'm going to look at you. Fine, whatever. I hate the pod chamber. Hey, Chris, I'm back. You didn't look in that incriminating evidence pile, did you? What? No. I didn't talk to a kobold. Good. Don't ever talk to my kobold. I didn't. Anyway. Anyway, we're here to talk about <laughs> video games, Chris. Games. I'm, what? Go on. Uh, thank you. I will. All right. What is a video chamber? 
Well, I brought you a somewhat of a technical definition, because I know you like books. Yes, I'm a man of books and learning. Yeah. I have many voluminous tomes. Well, uh, a video game uh, is an electronic game that involves human interaction with a user interface to generate visual feedback on a video device. Uh, calling Professor Poindexter, oh, somebody right. needs a wedgie. Oh, right. It's like a multimedia interactive uh, experience that is designed to, I guess ideally, make you feel good. Yeah. Like it's a hobby. It's a pastime. It's a hobby. It's a it's hobby. It's a pastime. Whatever. I like the feel-good part. Yeah. I'm a real feel-good glutton. It's like eating or reading a book or... Eating whatever. a book? Not eating a book. A cookbook? Reading a reading a meal. I like to read an ice cream sandwich. The best part, the middle. What's your favorite type of ice cream? Olive? No. Knuckle. All right. All right. Nipple? Okay, come on. <laughs> if you get a real cold sometimes. Okay. Oh, God. Hey, Chris. Yes. Where did they come from? Where did what come from? Video games. Babies? Babies? I oh. know where those come from. They come from the human vajuder. Oh, where? where uh, the human vajuder is mind. in between a lady's no, legs. No, 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 we don't need to talk about Here, it. Here, let me demonstrate no, on this turkey. No, no, oh God, what are you doing to that turkey? Look into the center of the turkey. <laughs> it's like the winking eye of God. Oh, God. Anyway, babies come out of there. You want to know where video games come from? Yeah, where did video games come from? Oh, that's a long story. <clears throat> Tell us the abbreviated version. Uh, abbreviated version. Uh, video games have been around a while. They were not around commercially at first, um... They were, let me see, I wrote down some names for you. Uh, Steve Russell uh, created what would be the first video game machine, I guess, if you want to think of it that way, called the PDP-1. Was a, I believe it's like an os, uh, oscilloscope. I can't say that word. How do you say that word? Oscilloscope. Oscilloscope, thank you. Oscilloscope. Kind of like that radar-looking thing that you see. Um, it wasn't very big, and it was a very, very kind of basic game that he had running on it but it was like an actual game like something you interact with to accomplish something so there was a human could interact with computer and there was a display yes and uh, i don't think there was any sound it was just this kind of monochrome wave looking form thing did it have a rumble pack it did not have a rumble pack Mm. and you could not save your game what i don't even know what you were supposed to do the game was called space war and i don't i guess you go to war with space i've never played it yeah yeah. My belly is in a constant war with space. And guess what? I'm winning. But one man who did see Space 4 that was really taken with it was Nolan Bushnell, who is often cited as one of the founders of the video game industry. Oh. Yes. He created such things as Pong. Pong. Atari. Uh-huh. And other games and hits that went on to... Uh, be just wonderful. Now, I've heard about Pongra. You've heard about Pong. Yeah, that's like, famous. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, electric, you know, tennis. Yeah. Yeah. E-tennis. Yeah, it's like e-tennis. For all those people who are tired of getting out there running around the court. Have you ever played Pong? Yeah, I played Pong. Did you win? No. No one ever really wins Pong, I think. Well, you just play against somebody else. Oh, and you beat them. You beat them. Beat another person and you've won. Yes. But Nolan Bushnell, let me let me finish my story. Nolan famous Bush- voice actor. Super famous voice actor. Came along. He was Nick Drake. And made... Sorry, here's Nick Cannon. And made uh, video games accessible to the public. Um, he was inspired by the Magnavox Odyssey, which was created, I believe, by Ralph Baer, another man who is often cited as one of the founders of video games. Have you ever played a Magnavox Odyssey? No. It's... It's got a very simple display that you hook up. You hook it up to your TV, and the actual display is only uh, so many different types of images. Uh, one of them looks like Pong. However, 
the Odyssey came with all these overlays that you could overlay on the TV screen. Like a plastic Yeah, like a plastic uh, sheet that you would see, like, you know, back in school days when, like, your teacher would, like, overlay something on a projector. Oh, like a laminate. Yeah, a laminated piece of laminate paper, whatever. Piece of ice skin. Yes, and it had, like, graphics on it. So if you were playing an ice, like a, a hockey game, you would lay that over the TV screen and suddenly it would give you a little more detail in color. Not really, because the light coming from behind would only do certain things, but you had this overlay on top of it, um, which just sounds weird to me. Yeah, it is weird. It's a weird idea. Yeah. Wouldn't it be weird... Hey, wouldn't it be weird if nowadays we had a thing where you had to lay something over your MP3 player or computer or monitor, and it was like, enhance your computer experience? Yeah. I guess, um, like, uh... Xbox Connect... Oh, Might be like yeah. that, like put this on top of your TV to make your experience better. Yeah, sure. You know, something like that. Yeah. 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 You got it. Yeah. So that's the Magnavox. Magnavox. Yeah. Overlays. And then we had a small company called Nintendo and some other stuff happened and now we're to today. Well, that was a very brief synopsis, You Chris. said you wanted it to be brief. I do. I love beef. You said where they came from, so I told you where they came from. They came from. Yes. Bushnell. Yes. Bayer. Bayer. Space Wars. Russell. Russell no, Crowe. knows these names. Why do purple even like these electrified divergents? Um, I think people like video games. I think they, they kind of... What? 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 Ah! I think they fall into three camps. So first you have the first camp. Uh, camp, I want to accomplish something. I play a game to accomplish a specific thing. Beat a boss, beat a level, get an item, finish the game. Like You have, like, you have a need to accomplish something. This is supposedly very, very prevalent in Japanese culture. Uh, which is one reason their culture really loves video games. Uh, they, they're very much like driven by accomplishing something, and like each step will take you along the path. Ironically, video games sometimes are a waste of time, so you're really accomplishing nothing. Yeah, it's a Pyrrhic victory. Well, I, people would argue against that. But yeah, what people? Show, them fa- show those faces. Well, some people who, like the creative types, like a writer I had once tell me like he plays video games because he felt the stories like, kind of infused his creativity. Kind of like reading a book, you know, it was another outlet of creativity, which only formed his, uh, field as true passion, which was writing. Hmm. So, you know, I'll buy that. But that's one camp. You have that camp. Camp Edward. Camp Edward. Then you have a second camp. People camp who, Jacob. People who want to be immersed in a world. Are you citing Twilight? Twilight Princess. Oh, right. I see what you did. What is that song that we're singing? That is Epona's song. Here comes Epona. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, internet listeners, for that falsetto rendition. Pretty good rendition. I'm not sorry, but moving on. Well, this isn't the Nerd Outcast podcast, Chris. We'll talk about that. My listeners are hardcore science junkies. And I'm trying to tell them about the second camp. Okay. Uh, so the second camp of people want to be immersed in a world. They want to experience a story. They want an escape of some type. Uh, that's your second camp. Um... I think you could probably say your third camp... Camp Volturi. Camp Volturi is people who play video games for the social aspect of it. Uh, like sexting. Like arcades. Or actually, arcades would be a really <laughs> good example of that one. Uh, or like uh, MMOs, massively multiplayer online experiences, like World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, or having people over to play Mario Kart. Like People want to um, socialize 
uh, and use games as an outlet to do that. Right. It's like you could play cards, you could play solitaire on your own, or you could play poker with your buddies. Yeah. And some people play poker online. Yeah. Yeah. So those, I think, are the three camps and kind of the three... You could break anyone down into almost one of those. And sometimes one person will exist in two camps. But I think it's those three primary reasons. I can't think of a fourth one. Uh, Atreides? What? A fourth? What? Ordo? What? Harkonnen. What do you say? And then the space worm. Those three camps. Those three camps! Yeah. Chris, what are a couple of your favorite, James? Oh, this is an unfair question. Okay. What are a couple of your least favorite, James? Oh, this is an unfair question. Oh, boy. Uh, let me ask the first one, because that's the one I thought about. Um, uh, you mean this isn't off the t- just off the cuff? Fine, I will tell you my least favorite games also. All right. Fine, I will tell you my favorite games Three, first. two, one, go! My favorite games, and uh, this is really hard to narrow down, but Mega Man. Mega Man. I'm going to use the whole series. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say the whole Mega Man series. It's a game about a robot that kills other robots. It is. He commits robicide. Oh, oh. sound familiar, Chris Bash? Shut up, Dottore! We did not make a connection about me. We don't apologize, listeners. Uh, Mega Man. Yeah, I have to play Mega Man like once a year. Otherwise, you turn into a werewolf? Yeah, I turn into a werewolf. It's just a. It's kind of like scratching an itch. Like. I'll put it like this. Like, when I have a really bad day, like a really horrible day at work, or I just think, like, the worst of the world or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I will go home and put on an episode of Star Trek Next Generation. Because it makes me feel really good. Like, it makes me believe in God, good people again. Why does a god need a starship, um, Chris? Mega Man... God does... Why does God need a starship? I don't know. <sighs> was that Marlon Brando's head? That no. was the bad god? That was God's head. That's the real god? That was God's hand. God made a cameo in that movie? God made a cameo in Star Trek V. That was nice of him. Uh, yeah. Only William Shatner could make it happen. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, so Mega Man is kind of like that for me. Like, when I just want to, like, feel just good and just have a good time, I'll pop Mega Man in. It's so easy. If I've got, like, 45 minutes to kill, yeah, I'll blaze through Mega Man too. I can do it. I can do it. All right, still you know, bragging. Uh I can, Speed do run. I can do it. I can do it. So Mega Man is a series that's very close to my heart. Uh, the other has got to be Zelda. Zelda. You know, Zelda. I mean, I hate, that, I hate that it nudges out Final Fantasy, but something about the immersive world of almost any of the Zelda games. I think Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda, but Whoa. Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds, they're all really great for various reasons. They're really great. Yeah. I love that little boy that wears no pants. I mean, he has, like, chainmail on it. He's got pants. Where are his pants? Why are you looking for his pants? Because I'm concerned about him. He's out there all alone with old men that are giving him things. Now my least favorite games. Uh, okay. Blades of Steel. <laughs> uh, Superman 64. Okay. Was really buggy. Didn't know really that bad. was even a game. It was really, really bad. Um, Injustice. <laughs> Injustice Gods Among Us. No, that was that was good. That was really good. It was brilliant. Um, one of the games I really was not taken with. Here you go. Here's a really. I'll give you a, a, a divisive answer. Um, a game I used to really like, which I recently replayed and did not like. Knights of the Old Republic. Whoa, Kotor. I know. Kotor. I'm a Star Wars guy, and I love Bioware. I love Mass Effect, Dragon Age. But playing through Kotor again, it has some serious fundamental i would say 
game design flaws. Flaras. Yeah, and it's... Maybe they just didn't know at the time, but, like, now I just cannot deal with it. What's wrong with the KOTOR? It's the end of the game. Like, the end of the game really just, like, completely just takes a big old crap on my face. And you don't like that? No, I don't like that. Okay, well, I don't like well, that. Well, well. Uh, what about Jade Empire? You like that one? I never played Jade Empire. <laughs> Call back to Nerd <laughs> Outcast podcast episode. KOTOR is so good up until the final moments of the game, and then it just becomes a jumbled mess. And it's, it's like, way to, like create the leap but really not stick the landing yeah so and that's the moment you've been building towards and it's only in hindsight like at the time i was really patient i dealt with it and i don't think it bothered me but like yeah i don't know it just made me really upset and i love me bioware did you have the wookiee kill his friend oh yeah i went total dark side (laughs) zolbag whatever killed uh the the little twilight princess yes he killed the twilight princess uh, and then Karth ran away. Is Karth the... Karth is the pilot who's like, we're going to get there. We're going to find Dustin. Dustin, join the Sith. Oh, Dustin's my son. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, Karth, just go away. Nobody yeah. likes you. Karth is generic vanilla love interest for uh, some players, right? That's his thing. I don't know if you can hook up with Karth. I think you can. Can you hook up with anyone in those, in that, Jane? I mean, you don't, like, explicitly hook up with anyone. You can romance Bastila. Right. And you can romance mission. Can you? No, you can't. Mission's like 16. You can't romance missions. But Nope. You're going to fail that mission. Was that, co- was that kobold? What? Just now. I went but. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so... speak kobold, Chris. I oh, believe okay. that kobold should learn my language. Oh, fine. So, okay, those are some of your highlights and lowlights. What are the dangers of video jangs? Well, I guess like any hobby, like, you know, moderation. You know, moderation is yeah. a danger. We need it to kick moderation out the window. Moderate. We need to go extreme for loco. I mean, you could play games too much and like really isolate yourself, just like you could read too much or eat too much. Like all you know, all things in moderation. Like for every for every hour that you play a video game, go outside for one minute. Oh God! <laughs> for one minute, I'd rather be dead and play soccer for ten seconds. All right, know? but then you can play another hour of games. Can I play soccer on my virtual boy? You cut me. Cut you to the quick. You cut me to the core. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't. Yeah. I think that would be like the biggest. So overindulgence in James, you say? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Or letting it get in the way of. Yeah. I mean, if the point of life is to like work and like be a good little worker bee or like Suffer. develop skills, you could be learning to play an instrument or something else. Mm-hmm. But I think people need uh, an escape. Like, God took Sunday off. He took Sunday off to go be in Star Trek V. Yeah, but... It is true. So... He also invented Sunday. He did. So he could take a day off. Right. Because Monday was coming around, and he was like, no, we need another day in here. I need a day. I need need a day. I need some time. Yeah, he has to do his laundry, too. Yeah, so I think video games are a fine escape. Um, okay. Well, here's a challenging question for you. Ooh. Were you to have a child... What age would you start letting them play video games developmentally? I would probably set them on a similar path that I had. The path uh, of the Sith. The path of the Sith. The Academy. Jedi. We're all Jedi in my house. Um, I'm kidding. Slytherin. Yeah. Jedis aren't allowed to have emotions. That sounds like a pretty... No, one of Luke's down. Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah, the we cool Jedi. We haven't seen those yet. No, in the film not yet. Crime. I've read about them, but no, I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Uh, I would probably uh, like have my kid experience the games that I experienced the them. I'm not. Uh, I think we didn't really touch on the definition of what a gamer is, and I think that 
would be a whole interesting topic to explore. What's a gamer? Oh, I don't... I mean, it, it, I don't know. That's a tough question. Is it the person who puts, like, 60 hours into Dragon Age? Or is it the person who plays Flappy... Or Flappy Bird? Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird on the bus for, like, 15 minutes. I guess, technically, they're both gamers, but they're very different types of gamers, and they're very different types of markets. Yeah, I would think gamer is a flexible term, much like foodie. It's you're a gamer if you identify as one. Sure. But you could be, like... A lawyer who likes to play Angry Birds when he's in the toilet. In the toilet? Well, you know, how lawyers will step into the toilet and oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. poop straight down their legs while sure. standing because they're busy doing other things on their Blackberry. That's gross. Is it gross or is it natural? It's gross. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, and so that person could play, like, who knows, an hour of Angry Birds every day. So they probably don't call themselves a gamer. Correct. But a gamer is like, oh, yeah, I grew up with Sony, you know, or, oh, yeah, I play Call of Duty, man, yeah, brah. Yeah, like they've damaged their brains. Yeah, brah. <laughs> so they ate a Sonic the Hedgehog-shaped <laughs> chemical. What was the question about gaming? Uh, how early would you expose your child to games? Because okay. with iPad technology, mm. little kids are able to game. They're able to use these devices because they're so user-friendly. I've seen a lot of uh, videos of, like, children looking at card catalogs and crying and not knowing what they are, and I'm kind of sad for the day when a child is not familiar with what a book is, you know? Like, I would never want to see books go away, but the iPod, the iPad sure is convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really great. Um, and I'm kind of in the same camp for old video games. I think there are certain games where the graphics, like, the design... The design, the game design, the visual design are so strong enough that they don't need the latest graphics like to be masterpieces uh, or not worth playing. Um, I think there is a lot of old games through each generation that people should play. I think I could... I probably could name a game from every generation that I would point to that somebody would need to play. Well, it's uh, unfortunate we don't have time oh, for that today. okay, that's fine. Chris... What is the future of gaming? I don't know. We just recently found out, and by recently I mean the last five years, uh, that the video game industry makes more than the movie industry. Whoa, baby. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Video games cost a lot of money to make, so... And kind of as we've already seen, like, are you the AAA studio that puts out Assassin's Creed, or are you the studio that spends, like, you know, $20,000 on Flappy Bird? Whatever it's called. I think Flappy Bird was made by one guy. One guy? I think that's part of, its, oh. part of its legend. I think one guy made it, and it got hugely popular, and he got overwhelmed, so he shut it down. Oh, I'm thinking Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Yeah, Angry, Angry Birds, Birds is Birds. probably more than one guy. Angry Birds. I'm sorry. And maybe a gal. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's yeah. It's the 90s. You have a lot of different publishers and a lot of different ways for publishers to exist now, so I don't know what the future for gaming is. I hope... The consoles keep going. I never want to see the console market go away. Um, and I don't think it'll go away. I think you'll see handhelds and consoles slowly merge. Ugh. Yeah. Like, imagine... Like a Wii U? Like, imagine if you combined a 3DS and a Wii U. Like, imagine if you had a system so powerful that you could play it on your TV, but then when you had to go to work, you could take it with you. Yeah. I think that might be the next step. I mean, I think physical distribution... 
uh, is slowly going to go away too, which is probably to the chagrin of GameStop and Best Buy. Yeah, screw those guys. Yeah. Uh, is it a bad thing to be able to take a fully powered up gaming system wherever you go? Will that have the cell phone effect of people no longer paying attention to their lives because they're plugged in? Mm. Well, would you make that argument against books? Mm, no. Why would you not make that argument against books, but against games you would? That's a good question. I think books are less seductive than games. And so... There's something... There's so, Like, you don't get... If you're reading a book, you don't get judged. But if you're playing a game in public, there, I think there's still a tendency to judge that. And, and I think my question would be, like, why? Why, do, why, why does that happen? I think games are uh, shackled with the impression that they are less intellectual than reading is. Hmm. So there's that more negative stereotype associated, like a game is a simple diversion, whereas a book can be an enriching act. And games can be enriching. Uh, and I think the majority of you know U.S. culture doesn't necessarily have that stereotype, that idea associated with games yet. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I have no clue if you're right or wrong. I think that's I'm a right. Great... I'm detourable. Well, that's answer. a good answer. Well, I think it, I think it would be interesting to go to another country and see how games are perceived. I mean, in Japan, they're a well accepted pastime, but. Germany, London, like, I'm just kind of curious what it would be like. The yeah. country of London? The country of London. Go to the country of London with its ma- massive clock tower. Mm-hmm. And the clock king reigns supreme there. Yes. So, I don't know what, I think those are kind of some, I think we'll see physical distribution go away, for sure, slowly. Um, yeah. Do you feel that video chains are mm. environmentally uh, irresponsible? Uh, what do you mean? Instead of reading box... We're playing on sports outside. We are consuming electrical energies all day long. I think that's why I kind of believe in all things moderation. Because mm. the body is really not designed to just sit in one space for like six hours. Oh, I know. Do you? Yeah, you should look at my pod chamber chair. Uh, I can't. You're sitting in it. I'm kind of fused to it. Oh, God. I need to get the, the pry bar in there sometimes. Yeah. That is why I hired such a nimble little kobold. Because she can really squeak in there between the crevices and really kick me out. You you need to go dating. Go. I need to go dating? You gotta go dating. It's hard to go dating when you're stuck to your chair, Chris uh, Bashan. All right, fine, fine, fine. Anyways, who would date Detore Bellordo? There's gotta be a special girl out there for you. This could be the start of a new sweepstakes, Chris. Uh, I'm in a date with Detore. Uh, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, make it happen. No. Can I use your OK Cuthbert profile? Sure. Okay, Cuthbert, the world's first analog internet dating site. Fine. Uh, Chris, anything else to say about video games? Um, three, two, one. No, I don't think I have anything. Sorry, I hope we we talked about some things that might be interesting. Uh, yeah, they're a great pastime, and they're not for everybody. It's a, it's a, I think it's a still a bit of a maybe a negative connotation to be called a gamer. It's almost you know like I'm someone who plays games is better than to be called a gamer. Right. I feel. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I'm a gamster. You're a gamster? Uh-huh. I thought you were a doctor. I am a doctor. Of science. I'm a renaissance man, Chris. I can do more than one thing. What are the other things you do? I'm a hamster. And what else? I'm a lover. Go on. I'm a fighter. Okay. I'm a midnight toker. All right. What? That's why I can't get a job, Chris. I know, I know. Legalize it. <laughs> Hey, Chris! Hey, Tori. Do you know what time it is? 
Uh, plug show time. Plug things. We talk about other things. I don't know. I don't get arrested again, do I? It's time for plugs! plugs. It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Don't... Plugs. Pretty good. Yeah. Chris, have you ever listened to last podcast? I listened to it before. Did you listen to the episode you were on? It was a... Yeah, I did listen to it. Okay. Chris, it's time for plugs! Do you have anything you'd like to plug to our internet audience? I would like to plug my podcast. Oh, I've listened to that. Yeah, you've been on it. The Nerd Outcast Podcast. I'm sorry, your roommate Mark has been on it. That's right. Yeah. I have very rarely been outside the pod chamber. Yeah, you've never been out of the chamber. I have been out of the chamber, but... But not just... the pod chamber. Yeah, I don't like to make a big fuss about it. Sure. One time I got locked out, it was scary. Oh, creepy. Yeah. I oh. saw a wizard in an alley. Really? Mm-hmm. What was his name? I didn't catch his name. He might have been a hobo. Was he a dark wizard or a light wizard? That's racist, and I will refuse to pignify that question with an answer. Oh, well, let me plug my podcast then. All right. Uh, it's called The Nerd Outcast Podcast. We record here in Chicago, and we talk about nerd topics. So typically what I'll do is I'll select a topic, uh, comic books, video games, movies, film, whatever. and then Movies I'll bring and it, film? Movies and film. holy crap i'm tired i'll bring uh bring on a group of experts who feel they can talk with some authority on given subject and then i will bring on uh one or more outcasts these are people who do not know about the topic or dare i say do not like it like a refugee from overseas that is just trying to make ends meet let me tell you this detore we have an empire strikes back episode coming up and my outcast hates it whoa he's seen the film he does not think it is a good film. Wow. Yeah. He's a monster. Inter- I know. Interesting outcast. Yeah. So. Huh. Where do you dig up these old fossils? Obi Wan Kenobi. So, Nerd Outcast Podcast. Yeah. Listen yes. to that. Where can uh-huh. they find it? Uh, they can find it in iTunes. Uh, you, you can find me over on Podbean. Um, if you just Google Nerd Outcast Podcast, uh, it's not too hard to find. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything else that we should know about? Uh, I have just been hired to be the understudy for Bye Bye Liver. Oh, baby. The, the Chicago drinking play here in town. So um, They consume real alcohol on can, stage. They consume alcohol and do things that are funny. So if you're in Chicago and one of them gets sick, then I get to go and perform. <laughs> so go sneeze on the main cast of Bye Bye Liver at the Public House Theater? Public House Theater on Clark, just south of Irving Park. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Well, Chris, if you're finished with your plugs, listeners, clean out your ears, because now is the time for Detore Belordo to vomit his plugs right down into your cerebral bellum. Do it. All right. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Blastro Podcast. If you have not yet, please subscribe, rate, review, and share Blastro Podcast with your friends. Uh, Blastro Podcast has tripled its listener downloads uh, since we started this. So now you have nine? Yeah, I have nine downloads this month, and in, in uh, 2013, I only had three. Woo! Yeah, we're doing great, baby! We're doing it! Uh, we're making the dream come true. We're living the dream. We're moving those chains. So please, find Blaster Podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on BlasterPodcast.com. Also, you might notice on BlasterPodcast.com, there's a donate button. So if you're feeling generous, please donate. I greatly appreciate it. We've had some awesome donors already. And if you donate and you let me know that you did and you, re- you request it, I will give you a special shout-out on the show. Oh. So far, nobody's actually requested that. Oh. But I will still make good on the promise. You can't shout-out to Anonymous? Yeah. Thanks, Anonymous. You're the best. You're great. 
Um, in addition to that, if you have any Ask Detore questions or suggestions or just feedback in general, check me out on Twitter at Ask Detore. We also have a Facebook cha- page. I have a question. Yeah. What's your phone number? What, do you want to ask me out on a date? I just want to know. You, I'm not going to tell my phone number, Chris. That's okay. What the fuck is this? I just want to know. What's your social security number? Oh, 999-99-Quarvin9. Uh, Got it. Also, if you want to, you can find me on Facebook, which is a page that I very rarely check. So find me on Twitter at AskTatore. Chris! Yes? In addition to Blaster Podcast, my idiot roommate makes muffed movies, where we muff up movies all the time. Okay. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Can you uh, give me a little tingle of what what the movie might be? Yeah. What is it? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Okay. It has homoerotic overtones. And violence. I'm having a hard time narrowing that down. It could be most adventure stories. Yeah, it really could be. <laughs> but it's going to be great when we muff it up. All right. Chris Bastion, thank you so much for being my special guest on episode 34 of Blasto Podcast. Thanks. This was, wait. But the secret is you weren't on Blasto Podcast at all. What? This was all an elaborate sting operation. Oh, and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you and them meddling kobold. I was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Ah, uh, Dottore, I'm gonna get you one of these days. Wait, where am I? Where are you dragging? Who? Yang? Lieutenant Yang? It's me, Lieutenant Yang. Oh, God, I don't like you. This was all part of a catch and release program. You just repeat. Wait, what? Yeah, you're free to go. Oh. You saved your time. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you for unhanding me. <laughs> um, do you guys want to go get coffee? Yeah, I love coffee. Oh, okay. Let's go to Scarbutts. What about you, Yang? Nah. What? <laughs> Makes what, me real on edge. What about you, Kobold? She is not allowed to drink coffee. What about the computer? The computer can't drink coffee. It's okay. a computer. Fine. All right, just you and me then. Okay. Okay. We can get coffee. <laughs> the Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon. www.timecrashband.com. <laughs>